Are you ready to listen to a podcast? The worst of the High FM Morning Show podcast. Now you can start listening. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. This is High FM. Here is um, four foods that chefs say you should never order at a restaurant. Bet one of them's some kind of fish-related item. Straight in there, number four, the seafood special. Yeah. <laughs> is usually made with seafood that's about to go bad, so it's really just a way to clean out their fridge. Some kind of buffet? Number three. No, buffet isn't there because they're talking about like menu items here. Right. Number three, a really expensive cheeseburger. Just not worth it? It's, yeah, that's what they're saying. The markup is ridiculous and it's rarely worth it. They might be using expensive ingredients to justify the price tag, but burgers are supposed to be made with cheaper cuts of meat anyway, so it's actually just a waste of money. I've always been right, I knew it. Number two is seafood again, mussels. Because one bad muscle can make you really really sick. Plus they're just a horrible. And the number one thing you should never order at a restaurant according to chefs is a steak that's well done <laughs> because they use less desirable cuts of meats because it's harder for you to notice when they're well done. I don't want blood on my plate though. If you have a specific reason to have it well done you should tell your waiter so they know why you're asking for it. Mine is because I'm a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Banks and George Ryland Podcast I think you should choose the Michael McIntyre clip that we do today. Okay. We have got left Google Earth. Oh, no, we did that yesterday, we did that. didn't we? No, uh, we did it the day before. Did we? Yes. What did we do yesterday? Yesterday was... Where's Wally? Where's Wally? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've got revolving doors, yep. modern technology, long-sighted, short-sighted. So which one of those do you want? You picked all these, so yeah. you know what they are. I, I am going to go with modern technology. Modern technology, right. reminds me of a Ryland I did recently. Some technology, I think, no help whatsoever. Washing your hands. I didn't think this was dramatic. There was no issues there. Turn the tap on, yeah? Then the water flows. Once you've had enough water, you turn the tap off. That was fine. Then they didn't trust you with that, so they had the push one where you push it and it gives you an allocation of water. Oh, I know, I know. This is the amount of water we feel is enough for you to be washing your hands. But if you need more, you're quite within your rights to push again. Now, people have literally no idea how to access water from modern taps. You have lines of people doing Tai Chi trying to work it out. HiFMRadio.com forward slash comedy to go and see Michael McIntyre next year when he comes one day only, April 24th. OCEC. Or just pop into us here at High. This is the worst, the very, very worst of the High FM Morning Show. It's High FM. This is Robin Banks and George Ryland. Good morning. Good morning to you. Right, this asked people a very crucial Christmas gift question. Is it okay to give somebody exercise equipment as a present? Only if it has been requested. Right, if they didn't specifically ask for it. Was or the last I think bit of that. if you've got someone that's really into it, say someone that does just Spartan races. Yeah, then that's okay. Then it's then like giving someone it. golf equipment, isn't it? But if you gave, say, Trubbier, member of the family. <laughs> 
A rather a large, a rotund member. Yeah. A munter. Well, yes. Then you've ruined their 2018 and probably their 2019 as well. 45% of people say, no, don't do that. 25% a quarter of people say, that's all right. It'll motivate them. <laughs> that's exactly what you think, oh. isn't it? Women were definitely more against unsolicited exercise gifts than men. Rude. Nothing says, Merry Christmas. Now, uh, get to work on yourself, would you? Like giving somebody a gym membership because you know you've overindulged again the worst of high fm's morning show get down because no one wants to be here on the weekend it's high fm this is robin banks and george ryland morning some weird stuff always goes down on tinder yeah but this story might be all of this there's a lady in england who's got a once in a lifetime tinder date story i'm going to tell you right now is this one Chris Burks was talking about yesterday? It probably was. If this is put your mic down for a minute. Right. Okay. Go on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So you've Amazing. heard this, right? So there's a lady in England, and she recently matched up with a guy on Tinder, and he asked her to wear a black dress for a surprise first date. That would be really off-putting to me if a guy that I'd never met told me what to wear. That would be... Well, I don't know. I mean, I've never done Tinder, so I don't know. And I'm saying that honestly. No, no, but you've dated before. I've dated, but people... Would you ever send a message to a girl before saying, could you wear your little black dress? I I wouldn't send a message, but if I got a message from somebody saying, can you wear this? I'd be quite intrigued by that. I really would. If it was something like, could you wear a suit or, you know, wear a nice dress... That's just creepily specific. And when she showed up... In the, the black dress. The surprise was he was taking her to his grandmother's funeral. And that is only ever going to be a surprise. While she was there, she found out he'd recently broke up with his girlfriend. His family didn't know, uh, and they were really excited to meet her. So they're thinking she's the ex. They're thinking that at the start. Oh... Anyway, she says that she felt like she had to stay because the guy was holding her hand and crying. Also, how do you walk out of a funeral? <laughs> and, well, yeah, she fe- she felt really weird ordering a taxi to a funeral home as oh. well, and the whole situation. But she made him take her home as soon as it was over. Where'd you get that girl? She's hot. I got her yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. I rode my bike over to a cemetery nearby. Her boyfriend just died. You met her at a funeral? Yeah. Dude died in a hang gliding accident. What an idiot. (laughs) Oh, I'm hang gliding. Honey, take a good picture. I'm dead. (laughs) What a freak. You met her at a funeral. Yeah, I'll throw in a wedding every now and then. But funerals are insane. It's like fishing with dynamite. At a funeral? Grief is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. (laughs) Look it up. I didn't know that. That's what I've learned. <laughs> time to cast a stone. So senseless. Do you know what Chris Burke's liked about it? What? That she probably got free food at the buffet. Of course. <laughs> it's a buffet! Give me the buffet! Hold it now. Yo, pump up the jam. Pump it up, up, up. This is oh. Make My Day. Robin Banks and George Ryland. Oh, yeah. A place to stay. The worst of a high FM morning show. Banks here runs over there. Morning. Morning to you. Uh, I've got the results just here of a new study out of the Canisius College in New York. 
which isn't a college founded by dogs, despite the name kind of sounding like it. And uh, they did an experiment. I've read about this. They're wrong. With women sleeping better when they're sharing their bed with their dog than when they do when they oh. share it with their husband. I, mean, I love dogs. I would love to have one myself. One day I will. I do not want it in the bed. I love sharing the bed with my dog. Oh, it's unhygienic for I've a start. I've got a German shepherd. And, and then they're hot. They do. They get really hot. And you snuggle for a bit. My Kramer. He's Snuggling with a dog. I though, love so it. That sound a bit wrong. I love it. It's lovely. And I snuggle with him. Yeah. And then just as I'm going to sleep, he gets too hot and he gets off the bed. Right. And that then wakes me up. I mean, frankly, the ideal is hot. <laughs> yeah. Clean sheets, huge bed, aircon on, nice and low, so you can get all cosy. And no one else, no pets, no people, nothing else around. And the other worst thing about sharing your bed with a dog is when he gets up, off, and goes onto the floor, sometimes you hear the... And that's a quick way to get yourself up out of bed. Your dog is urging to be sick. That's the effect that sleeping with you has. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) my wife does that as well. Have a damn shower, man! (laughs) (laughs) Good morning to you. Get your ass in the shower. (laughs) Good morning. It's the very worst of High FM's morning show. What you missed! Christmas chatter. I didn't have my mic up. Sorry about that. <laughs> Christmas chatter. That's about the usual standards. Hello, good morning from us. Hi FM. It's Banks here. Ryland here. We're together. Whee! Actually, we're not. I'm actually at my house and George is at her place. Yeah. And through the technology that we've got now, we can do this show without even looking at each other. Also, we have our doubles that sit in the studio in MGM. So if you happen to pass mm. and frantically wave at us. Yeah, they're trained them, to wave back. Yeah, wave it took back. us a while. Like Way two back. years, but it we did. got there with them now. Nailing it now. They're a bit thick. Like us. All this week, yes. on my own, two <laughs> yeah. one for the team, because you weren't there. Oh, what's this? Been watching Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I love Christmas. Oh, God. I love a rom com, I love a wedding, yeah. but this week. These films have been miserable. They've been awful, haven't they? Oh, yeah. hang on. You, you've never told me about this. I've got to pull up my hose, haven't one I? Job. Pull up my hose. <laughs> if you would. <laughs> okay. The last one, thank goodness, Trolls Holiday. This is actually voiced by A-listers. Brilliant. Like okay. Justin Timberlake. Oh, James hello. Gordon. I do like Justin Timberlake. So your little ones, I yeah. think, would be a hit with. Right. For me, Yeah. <laughs> for anyone over oh. the age of seven, what Here I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend how you watch this. Okay, yeah, so yeah. sit yourself down the sofa in your comfies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe whack up the air conditioning, get a blanket. Got your blanket. Oh, lovely. A nice I'm big there. bag of sweets. Oh, stop. You've got stop. Netflix on. You've oh, pulled up Trolls Holiday. It's all there. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your cup of tea or whatever. It's on pause, but exactly where you want it to play. Oh, beautiful. Open your bag of sweets. Switch off the telly and enjoy the sweets. <laughs> Screwed out, mic drop. I didn't need those. I didn't. I didn't need them. I've got them all here ready. I didn't need it. Can we have them though, please, to celebrate the end of rubbish Christmas movie week? <laughs> Thank you, Santa. Robin Banks and George Ryland, weekday mornings. Hi, FM. Hundred percent. Nineteen ninety-one. The United States Police Force is formed. What are you doing? What are you watching? 1997. 
New York City. Very dramatic trailer. It sounds like it. It sounds like the intro to 18. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? Who is that? Van Cleef was. It's a very old movie you're watching there, obviously, Kerr Russell. Yes, this is Escape from New York, which was 1981, so I was one year old then. I don't think I was even born then. Yeah, whatever. But I'm looking for some tickets for the cinema for them at home. Desperately trying to think of things to buy my dad for Christmas, but I'm not sure I can sit through that. Is that at the cinema? Yeah, they like to do old films over Christmas. They've got my favourite, oh, I love my. actually. Oh, the yeah. day before I leave here. Oh, well, that's a nice little... Why is it nice? I thought you meant the day before you left there. Oh, That'd be no. nice, but no, now it's no. gone the complete opposite way, hasn't it? Yeah. And Elf has sold out, so what's the point? <laughs> what is the point? This is the worst, the very, very worst of the High FM Morning Show. It's High FM. Morning, hello. Morning. Morning to you. Do you remember? Do you remember? A thing in the States where they were naming their firstborns for KFC. For K- yeah, yeah, for KFC. And uh, somebody did Harlem it. Harlem Rose. Yeah, and they got uh, $11,000 worth of uh, yeah. university education. Which, which wasn't much. It's not much, especially when you think about, like, in 18 years' time or whenever that little baby goes to uni, it's not going to be worth anything at all. And presumably you only get it if you want to go to uni. Yeah, exactly. Which you might not. Well, this guy has kind of gone one further for nothing. He's changed his own name. Why? He particularly likes tea. He drinks 20 cups of it a day and he has a favourite brand. Is it Lipton? No. Is it PG Tips? No. Is it Tetley? No, think of Chris Burks. Is it? Oh no, yeah. no, it's Yorkshire Tea. Yeah, so he is now called is he... Nathan Yorkshire Tea Garner, <laughs> but he did it for nothing. Just for the hell of it. Yeah, he's done it legally. Yeah, why? Well, I don't think he even got a free box of tea bags out of it. What would you change your name to? What, if I have to change my middle name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always thought Orson would be quite a good middle name. So it would just be George Orson or George Ryland, depending on how he felt. Robin Banks and George Ryland, weekday mornings. Walk up in the park. On High FM. Hi FM, good morning to you. Good morning to you. This is Robin Banks here, George Ryan's over there. Yeah. I was talking to a guy yesterday and uh, he knows that I, I'm on the radio. Where was this? Uh, this is this is in Alcoer. Uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly where because I don't want to pin it down because people will know who this guy is. Okay, is this in somewhere or on the street? Why are you asking me questions like this? Why I want some you, context You're here. trying to pin it down, but I was parked somewhere okay. and he was crossing the road. Right, so it was outside. It was outside, yeah. Random meat cute, well, as they say in Hollywood. I, yeah, I, I kind of know this guy, but okay. I, he's, he hasn't gone to friend status yet. Right. Okay, so we're sort of getting to know each other. Getting to know you. I wind down the window and he goes, "All right, mate. All right, bro." And he says, uh, "He says, oh, you work on the radio, don't you?" I say, "Yeah, I do." Was he in a twin cab? You? <laughs> no, he was not in a twin cab. You? It's not Australian, mate. And he didn't say, "Pippa, you've changed." <laughs> <laughs> he says to me, "He says, mate, is it Merge you work for?" Oh. I know, I know, I know. Oh, you'll never get into the friend zone. So I said, no, no, no. It's, no, it isn't. He said, so who do you work for then? I said, oh, it's High FM. Big fan. He said, uh, what frequency is that? I said, well, in Muscat, 95.9 is where you'll find us. He said, what show do you do, mate? I said, I do the morning show, six until ten. And then he says, oh, mate, I was listening to the radio the other day. I heard this really funny joke. And then he proceeds to tell me 
the gag. Oh no! I know, right? So I go, go on then. So he's shouting a joke. He's at you shouting a joke. The street he's, that he's heard on the radio. He goes, "These four engineers are in a car." <laughs> <laughs> I told oh, you it was no. funny. Four engineers get in a car. Okay, mm-hmm. the car won't start. Mm-hmm. The mechanical engineer says it's a broken starter. The electrical engineer says dead battery. The chemical engineer says impurities in the gasoline. The IT engineer says. How about we all get out and then get back in again? <laughs> Have you rebooted? <laughs> I knew you'd look at me like that. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, I love IT. <laughs> you are funny. Who's <laughs> <laughs> laughing now? Oh, my God. Morning, Brett. Robin Banks and George Ryland. Weekday mornings. Hi, FM. Hi, FM. Good morning. Morning. Are you, Robin Banks, Yeah. turning into your mother? I'd like to say no. But However, yeah, there have been a couple of occasions where I've done classic my mum things. Like what? Like I was in a car in the UK once with my buddy. We were going to Glasgow. Right. So it's quite a long drive. Yeah. How many hours is that? Well, from where I lived there in Leicester, it was probably about four and a half, five hours. Right. So he said, I'll drive there, you drive back. And uh, when we were driving there, we had to start very early in the morning. So he said to me, oh, listen, just have a sleep in the car. I said, no. I do not sleep in the car, especially with somebody else drunk. <laughs> Straight. Oh, did I fall asleep? When we get to Glasgow, right? Now, I've lived in Glasgow before. Yeah. So he says, oh, no, I don't know where I'm going. Don't worry about it. I know where I'm going. Lost. Straight away. <laughs> lost. So lost. Which is classic what my mother would do. And I realised that at the time. Yeah. I was like, I'm turning into my mother. We're all turning to our mothers. And we've got five classic signs here from the Huffington Post. All right, here we go. Don't agree with all of them. Come on, then. You're chatty with the supermarket checkout staff. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. one way in which I differ from my yes. mum. Number four. You can't remember your kids' names. <laughs> I've only got one. I get that mixed up with the dog. Number three. You feel panicked if you don't know where your kids are. Oh, this is true. Sometimes I forget I even have one. (laughs) (laughs) And then turn around. Jeepers, I've got a child. (laughs) Who is she? Number two. Can't stand wasting things, so you're turning off lights. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dinner plate, you've got to finish the (laughs) half-eaten food. That's true. Yes. There is at least a spoonful left on that plate. And the number one sign that you are turning into your mother. For me, this hasn't happened, and I wish, quite frankly, because she's doing better. Or for other people like yourself, it would be very worrying. Come on, then. Your body parts have started to resemble your (laughs) mum's. Oh, God. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) You know it. Robin Banks and George Ryland. Right, what I'm going to do... What I'm going to do now... Is I'm going to send you... You're going to send me something. One email, and then Jay. as we go through it, I'll send you the next one. Robert. Robert. Hello. 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 Hello there. Oh, come on, put it in. <laughs> yeah, George! That was awkward, wasn't it? Right, OK. What are you um, doing? I'm sending exactly? you bit one. Bit one. And then, so that one you can look at as I start, and then bit two I will tell bit you. Bit two. I've got bit one. Bit oh. one's arrived. Okay. Oh, wow. There's a picture 
in bit one. I recognise that. I think I used to live there. That's not Poostick's Bridge. That's where you play Poostick's. No? No. It's just a random bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Is there right. a specific Winnie the Pooh bridge? Yeah. Is there? In the UK, it's down in Ashdown Forest. Oh, so it's just any bridge. In Sussex, there is the bridge. Huh. There's I the actual bridge. Don't think that is a bridge that you're familiar with, unless you spent much time in Kentucky. No, definitely not. No. They all look the same. So you have here in the picture a nice wooden bridge. It's an yeah. autumnal scene. Beautiful. There's, there's the... There's uh, a 25-year-old chap. That's Blake Martin down on one knee. That's him on the left-hand side of the bridge. What do we think Blake's doing there? Uh, well, Blake, I think, looking at that picture, Blake is proposing because his girlfriend over the other side of the bridge, a little wooden bridge, yeah. has got his back to Blake and uh, she's about a metre and a half away and she's looking over the bridge. Yes. Lovely, lovely little bridge. So that's Shannon. There they are. Yeah, he has spent three months planning this. Yeah. He's a chemical engineering student, so you can imagine he's kind of oh, organised. Right. Yeah, of course. Super excited, really nervous. I can't imagine how you would feel at that moment. It's horrible. I remember proposing I did it in the kitchen, behind the kitchen door. Yeah, that's miserable, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So, they've got someone there to take the pictures. They want to yeah. remember this forever. She will do when she's found out as well. Okay. I'm going to send you the next picture now. All right. Next picture coming up. <laughs> got it! I've got the next one. Yeah. Bit two. Hang on, let me open it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so let me explain what's happened. Right, so um, uh, Blake, is it Blake? Is Poor on, Blake. He's, he's on the left-hand side. He's still in the position. He's Shannon got, has turned around. Shannon's turned around she now. She now knows what's happening. There's still a metre and a half between them. They're still on this beautiful, beautiful bridge. She's turned around. He's down on one knee. And just at the moment that he's proposing to her... A cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> Bicycles are right through the middle of them. And it's not the front of the cyclist. <laughs> it's the back of the cyclist. You see the cyclist's butt just at that moment. At least oh he's not in Lycra. <laughs> Other not-so-cool stations would give you a best-of show right now. Yeah, not us. This is the worst of the High FM morning show. Wake, wake me up. This is High FM. I met somebody over the weekend and she came up to me and she said, Hi, Robin. Right. And I went, Hello there. She said, I'm MHK. Eh? She said, I'm MHK. Initials? I said, What are you talking about? She said, Do you remember on the show MHK? MHK. And then I. Now yes. I. Yeah, this is exactly what I did. I went, Yes, I do. I said, This was about eight, nine months ago. She went, oh. Yes. Now, I need to say, she looked normal and she was normal. Did we speak to her sister or something? Is that the I one? think we spoke to her sister. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, I said, Remind me. And she went, the cake. Yeah, the cake. That we tried to find out who it was from because we weren't going to eat anything that we didn't know where it came from. You have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's just what I'm trying to tell her. Yes, and we spoke to her sister who wouldn't give away her identity. Yeah, so I said, oh my God, brilliant. I, and I actually said, you look normal. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had a lovely little chat 
and I said to her, look, can I take a photo of me and you together so I can show George? She turned you down, didn't Completely. she? Completely. Ah, no, I can't. No, 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 no. And she also said that she's got something else for us. What? Uh, well, this is what I said. When? What? And she, and again, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. Uh, but she wouldn't tell me. So oh. it's going to be a surprise from MHK, who is our, I guess I could say our normal stalker. Is there such a thing? Or are they the ones that you've really got to be wary about? Do they count as a stalker if they're too embarrassed to have a picture with you? <laughs> Robin Banks and George Ryland. Good morning on High FM. Would you like some help? Uh, with what? What do I need help with? Life. Life Around help. this festive season. All right, I was going to do a bit, but... Yeah. Oh, I can make you no, wait. That's no, 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 no. This is a beauty for any parents. Okay, great. Yeah, I would love parenting help, please. Or just help in general, I'd like. So I'll put my bit away. You know Elf on the Shelf? Oh, I hate the elf. I absolutely hate the elf. I don't think we could find a parent that didn't. Oh, I really hate the elf. There is a new <laughs> player in town for the festive season. He is called Santa's Lazy Gnome. Santa's Lazy Gnome. Basically, fills the same role as the elf, but he's lazy. He's tired, so what he's just going to do is just... Just doesn't do anything. He's just going to sit, and he can see all around. He hasn't really got any eyes. Right. But he's always seeing. Okay. But he doesn't really want to do anything. So the problem with the elf on the shelf is every single morning, the elf is in a different position, and the elf gets really creative. Yeah. Which is really annoying. There's a lot going on for many days. Yeah. So the lazy gnome, he says, oh, what's the lazy gnome done today? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. But he knows what you've done. Lazy gnome. Because he's watching you. He's watching you. He can see you everywhere you are. I heard a story. There was one elf on the shelf that actually disappeared and left a note that said, you've been really bad, so I'm going. Ooh. And I won't be back until you're better. Savage. <laughs> there were tears in that household. Did it work? <laughs> I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> There's your tip. I know what's happening in homes in Moscow in the morning. Hey, wake up, sleepyhead. I'm over here. No, no, over this way. I'm the elf on the shelf. Sent by Santa to scout you out. The elf on the shelf. The elf on the shelf. The elf on the shelf. Please don't make me rat you out. I wanna warn you that I am watching, and I can hear when you are talking. I saw you throwing your Legos, so you better. Ow! 
is High FM. April 24th, Michael McIntyre is in town. Yes. And he is a comedian. He's super funny. It's observational humour. Uh, please do check him out on YouTube, uh, Google him, and you will read all about him. He's possibly the funniest man in the world right now. I would think so. And probably the highest earning comedian as well. Do you don't get that much fun as an adult, do you? The most fun we get is revolving doors. Yay! That's the only real fun. <laughs> There's no reason for them, by the way, a revolving door. It's normally next to a normal door. <laughs> building you can see do I revolve in <laughs> you have this option uh, that's easier isn't it but no people will always prefer this this is much more fun that's a life isn't it also you don't have to hold it for anyone it's boring holding the door when you open the door and you have to look behind you and see you don't have to judge the distance of the person <laughs> Sometimes you just look at them and go, sorry, I'm... It's true. HiFMRadio.com forward slash comedy for your tickets for Michael McIntyre. Wake up with Robin and George. Wanna wake up. As it's coming up to Christmas, thinking about getting presents and thinking about giving presents as well. Are you a good gift giver? I the way you did that. Thinking about getting them mainly. What will people get I me? I love getting presents. I love wrapping them. Would you say you're a good gift giver? Yeah. Yeah, hi, yeah, yeah. You are one of the 60% of people who say that they're good gift givers. Oh, that's wrong. 6% of people think they're really terrible at it and admit it and go, it's just not for me. So... Am I right in thinking, imagine 10 presents that you got for last Christmas, four of them be rubbish, six of them would be good by this. Well, that's what you would think, yeah. Actually, that probably is fair. It's not on the, on the presents that you're buying, it's the people who say that they're good gift givers. So 60% of the people said that they were, that were asked. But that's for me to decide if it's a good gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're giving it, you can't decide it. Only the receiver Yeah, knows. that's the whole point, so I'm thinking, yeah, yeah if I got 10 presents, six of them by this would be outstanding right. the other four I'm getting eBay. as everybody knows the most important part of giving gifts this year isn't making sure that everybody enjoys them it's that you get the credit yeah. for giving gifts that it's everybody not, look at me giving my gift it could be it's another picture of a Christmas tree alright <laughs> you've got it up we know let's go Robin Banks and George Ryland wanna wake up weekday mornings on High FM <laughs> Got a life hack for you. All right, I like these life hacks. A Russian life hack. I'm taking the mickey, it's not. It's ridiculous. Have you heard about the eight-step safety guide for making toast? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. This is a waste of airtime. This is NHS. They've actually sent this to their hospitals, how to make oh, toast. Whoa, whoa, the NHS, the National Health Service... Of the UK, yes. ...in the UK have sent this out. Yes. Oh, you're kidding me. Well, what I wondered was, how can you actually get eight steps into making toast? There is... Uh, well, get the bread out, that's step one. Uh, chuck it in the toaster, step two. Put the toaster down, step three. There's three steps to making toast, and that's it. You would think. Yeah. No, there's eight. Okay, let's eight have the eight steps. steps. Right. I'm sure you wash your hands and wear a hairnet. Oh, crying out loud. Collate all equipment required for use. That's number seven, right? Number six? Oh, no, that's number eight. Seven. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're number six now, aren't right, we? Right, so place required bread into slots. Number five. Turn toaster dial to setting 2.5 and push lever down. Oh, that was two. Number four. 
waits beside toaster <laughs> until completion of full cycle. Number three. Remove toast from toaster with plastic tongs and place on receptacle. Well, that's it now. There no. can't be another two apart from buttering it, but that's it. You've made your toast. Obviously, now you move on to your service section, which is that you place completed toast. Oh, God, don't. In either beverage, trolley, toast compartment <laughs> or suitable oh, receptacle. This is just unbelievable. Then offer to patient with butter, shrimp, margarine <laughs> and appropriate conserves, knife and napkin. So please do, next time you're making toast, try and remember those eight steps. Toast, you're doing it wrong. Oh, get up, get up. Don't hit snooze anymore. Robin Beck. Why do you have to throw a wet blanket on my dreams? George Ryland. You come off a bit cocky. Live across the lawn. Woo! <laughs> get up. IFM. This is Banks here. And George Ryan's over there. Morning. I remember when I was a kid going through the house trying to find presents. Wardrobe, top shelf. Wardrobe, Mom yeah. And dad's room. It was the locked wardrobe, and I remember picking the lock. Oh, we didn't have any locks. And then I get through to the presents, and then it was we had cheap wrapping paper. And when I used to peel the sellotape off, the paper used to rip. So I had to just rip it a little bit to see what it was. Ruined Christmas for myself. Yeah, I got found out doing it. And what happened? Oh, I never did it again. <laughs> and some of the stuff got taken away from me. Did Fair it? Enough. Oh, yeah. my God. Hiding presents is an art because children are weirdly good at finding them. So please I don't... I think it's just because they've got a lot of time on their hands, isn't they it? They do. <laughs> like, how big is your house? They're going to get there within a month, aren't they? According to this, the most common place where parents are hiding presents this year is the same as every year. Wardrobe? Their wardrobe. <laughs> uh, the rest of the top spots are... Uh, drawers. Drawers, yeah, drawers are in there. Under the beds. What else have you got? Uh, well, also, no, well, yeah, I've hidden presents in the car before. At the grandparents' place. Nice. All right. Make it someone else's problem. Wake up! Hey. Robin Banks and George Ryland. Wake up on High FM. Banks here, Ryan's over there. Morning. I feel slightly naked this morning. Ugh. And I uh, parked uh, downstairs in the MGM. Right. And usually I make sure everything's in my pockets, get out of the car, lock the car, come up. What did you not have? Phone. You don't have your phone with I you haven't today? got my phone with me today. Really? So I thought uh, just before five o'clock this morning I can nip back home, get, get it, it yeah. and come back. No, I didn't. Well, that's not going to be a good day for you. See, I thought I could go back back home after 10 o'clock yeah and I could work from home oh he said now he's still yeah oh yeah here we go so that's what I thought this morning just yeah. before 5 o'clock yeah so I you've just invited all of the bad work things upon yourself but ignorance is bliss isn't it because I don't know anything oh no but people can email you about urgent meetings which you have to attend it's so all going to go off now yeah but over here it's all whatsapp isn't it can you do this can you do they'll that they'll track you down I don't think so oh I do I think I've got this no you until don't until after 10 o'clock no you definitely don't but what a great excuse when I go, I'm really sorry I didn't get back to you because I left my phone at home, didn't I? Is that a great excuse, though, if it's a work phone or is it horribly unprofessional that you don't have your tools with you? <laughs> well, speaking of unprofessional, I've done much more unprofessional things. I think this is all right. I mean, people do that and people will go, oh, my God, I feel your pain. I've done that once. Say if your boss calls you and says, right, you did this, it's unprofessional. Is that what to come back with? Yeah, but once I did that, which yeah, is well, way well, worse. Yeah, that's what oh, you do. Right, <laughs> in light of that. And I'm still here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> FM. IFM. Morning. M morning to you. This is Robin Banks and George Ryland. According to this, one out of every five families say they have at least one strange Christmas tradition. I was just trying to think through our Christmas. I don't think we have any strange traditions. 
but we do have a old school antique game that we play. What's that? It's a post box game. Right. You have to run around the house posting things in different boxes. Mate, that that is weird. Yeah, or there's another one <laughs> where okay. you have to run around getting the mileage and like note it down and then the person who like gets to the place first, but all you've been doing is running. It's a lot of running around the house, basically. <laughs> that sounds weird. Yeah. We, uh, we only do one thing and that is open a present Christmas Eve. My sister does that. She says it's tradition, but yeah. it's not. It's just because one year she couldn't wait to see what the boyfriend had got (laughs) it looked lovely on ebay i've got a list here of weird traditions that people do on christmas right number five watching horror movies on christmas day i'd be down for that that's all right isn't it number four camping in the front room on christmas eve no so you wake up and the tree's there and the presents are there if you'd wake up you'd be like oh my back back." yeah you would it sounds romantic and great but actually in reality that just wouldn't work no Uh, number three giving each other ugly ornaments <laughs> I imagine that would make Christmas shopping a lot easier, though. Number two, playing video games on Christmas morning. No. And the number one weird thing that people say that they do, dressing the cat or dog up in a Christmas outfit. Yeah, that's not okay. They don't like that. They don't like that. Don't put stuff in your dog's head because they really don't like that. They think they're being punished. Merry Christmas! Happy <laughs> Christmas, everybody! <laughs> Robin Banks and George Ryland. Now that I'm this is High FM. When you're ready. It's a tough time of year for people trying to lose weight and get in shape. Tough times. So instead of trying, failing, and then getting frustrated, wouldn't it be way better not to try at all? By not trying, do you mean just carrying on as you are or just, just thinking, ah, let's go for it? Well, not let's go for it so much, but let's just carry on as we are. That's exactly what I decided this there week. There you go. You are one of these 45%. I don't want to say trendsetter, but if other people do... Well, I think you did it first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Officially giving up on trying... Trying to be healthy for the rest of 2018. Because there's so little left. Let's enjoy That's it. That's exactly right. For the yeah. last month and a half of this year, we're just going to go out and eat and have milk in your tea now. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want, George. Whatever yeah. you want. And I'm sick of this clicking in my shoulders. So I stopped exercising for a couple of days as well. Deal with it in 2019. 2019 me's problem. Are you Robin Banks. We could talk. George Ryland. Good morning. Live across Omar. On weekday mornings on High FM. Hi FM, this is Robin Banks and George Ryland. Hello. I have some really creative parenting hacks here. If you're a parent, Does that just mean they're poor. <laughs> no, these poor are all parenting. We, there are parenting hacks that yeah. you can use. Don't uh, have children. Pa- <laughs> number one, <laughs> don't have any. That's the best parenting hack ever. Cheaper and more efficient. Goodbye. Is it having a full-time nanny? Outsourcing. <laughs> Joint number one, that is. <laughs> if you're a kid listening, then watch out for these, because maybe your parents might try and pull one of these on you. All right. right. Forewarned is forearmed. Number 10, saying a bowl of broccoli is just for you, which apparently makes them want it more. Really? Number nine, setting their alarm to the music from their favourite video game, so they wake up. <laughs> <laughs> number eight, telling them cavity monsters will get their teeth if they don't brush. I imagine that works. Number seven, telling them celery and carrots and vegetables will give them superpowers. Yeah, we soon find out that's a lie. Number six, giving them a glass of juice that's really half juice and half water. Cheaper. Number five, only charging the iPad to 25% to limit the kids' time on it. Yeah, that's fair. That's pretty genius. Number four, calling all meats chicken. 
<laughs> You're going to be so confused when you grow up. Number three, bribing their children like offering sweets if they finish their vegetables. I can imagine you get there pretty quickly. Number two, and I've done this and I am the champion at this, playing the quiet game where the first person to talk loses. It is brilliant. Been two years it's now. fantastic. And the most creative parenting hack is blending vegetables into other foods to get kids to eat them, like blending broccoli into ketchup or cauliflower. Talk to Sparkles about that. <laughs> These aren't really hacks, are they? No, it's just parenting trying to get through, isn't well, it? Well, they're less hacks and more just lying to your child to deceive them. Again, parenting trying to get through. Whatever works, right? All right. Oh, get up, get up. Don't hit snooze anymore. Robin Vex. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ. George Ryland. I don't know what happened to me. I used to be fun. Woo. <laughs> get up. High FM.